This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents... From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast. Back at you, coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and Tonight, uh, good show, should be a very, very interesting show. We've been wanting to have uh, these guys on for a very long time. Uh, Ian, actually, let, let, me, let, me, let me stop there for a second. Tonight's guest, uh, CEO of Mirantis, uh, Adrian Ionel. Uh, welcome. Uh, great to have you on the show tonight, Adrian. Hi, Brian. Happy to be here. So, you know... Uh, Aaron's not on tonight, but we've been following Mirantis for a very long time. We've been around the the OpenStack community, and you know, it's it, you guys. You guys play a really interesting role in the OpenStack community in that um, you know you're obviously one of the one of the biggest contributors. But we kind of always feel like um, wherever there's holes in the OpenStack community or in OpenStack code, Mirantis is always there filling them in. And then you guys do a lot of work sort of behind the scenes and helping people get going. Where, where, do, you, where do you see Mirantis these days? What's, what, what do you see Mirantis' role as a, as a company, whether it's in OpenStack or do you, do you look at it as bigger in terms of you know, helping people big, build out clouds? Our role is clearly in OpenStack. That's all that we do. Um, and we see ourselves as the one pure play OpenStack company that's been committed to OpenStack from the very beginning back to late of 2010 when there wasn't a lot of interest in OpenStack in, in a broader community. We were there early on making customers successful and today we have a hundred great customers who are either uh, have bought our product or our services or in some way or another have been successful with Mirantes and OpenStack. Yep, and and that's that's always the you know what I hear in talking to people is um, you know somewhere in in people's journey to OpenStack for the most part you guys are involved somewhere whether it's they were using your product in a lot of cases you were involved you know early on in helping them you know develop uh, code to, to fix some things you were integrating with that. I, the, the one thing that's been interesting about about, open, about Mirantis, and, and maybe you can help us understand this, maybe maybe a year, a year and a half ago, you know, Mirantis kind of had a, a reputation, a personality that was a little more, um, you know, you were kind of in the fight, if you will. You know, OpenStack was kind of having a lot of a lot of battles. Mirantis was kind of in there trying to shape it. Since then, it feels like you've become much more of an enabler. You're, you're kind of out of the fight. Is that? Is that a fair characterization? Is that you guys are, are you sort of shifting what your customers are asking you for, or was that just what was needed at the time to shape where OpenStack was going? Well, at the time, we very much felt that there needed to be somebody who would stand up for OpenStack yeah. and point people to the successes, not only not always to the issues that OpenStack had at the time. Clearly, OpenStack is still 
a young initiative, but the momentum and the customer adoption and the successes behind it are tremendous. And since we were the guys who made the first customers truly successful on a commercial scale with OpenStack, we felt that we were in a best position to handle some of the criticism or the questions that people had about OpenStack at the time. Since then, as OpenStack has become much more mainstream and so many companies around the world are uh, are adopting it, um, our role has changed and people see us as the number one place to go for deploying an OpenStack cloud, getting an OpenStack product up and running, and um, also getting the services and training that are required to succeed in that journey. Okay. Yeah, no, and I, and I think... <clears throat> I think that aligns really well to sort of not only the maturity of, of OpenStack as a whole, but it also aligns to kind of what, what, what I'm hearing in the market from a maturity of customers. They're not so much in the educational stage. They really want to get things up and running. They want to start deploying it. You know, developers are driving projects and so forth. So that, that makes total sense. But let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you guys have launched lately because you're, you're as active as anybody in terms of launching new initiatives and new programs you just launched the, this on-demand OpenStack private cloud, which is kind of an interesting concept. It's, you know, it's private cloud, so it gives people that, that sense of security or things on-premise. But talk about, you know, talk about the offering and talk about the on-demand nature of it, because it's not just technology, it's economics as well. That's right. So the genesis for this product, for this product called Murant's OpenStack Express has been uh, the experience that we've had with uh, a good number of our customers that people needed to make significant investments in order to get the first OpenStack cloud up and running. And for many of our customers who are very large and committed, whether it's somebody like Symantec or Home Depot or John Deere or Orange or Reliance or Ericsson, that's perfectly fine because they take a very long-term view to these things and they're prepared to make those investments. But we felt that there is also a group of customers out there or users, even in large enterprises, who want to get up to speed with OpenStack much, much faster in a turnkey approach and not go through any of the learning experiences that are required to build all of this themselves. So one year ago, we started a project at Mirantis called OpenStack Express with a goal to offer to the market a private cloud experience with a completely automated on-demand model so that people will get the configurability and the freedom of and the the complete control of a private cloud experience with not sharing hardware or data with any other customers, but be able to consume it completely on demand without having to buy a hosting contract, without having to buy software or services. Just go to our website, configure the cloud that you want, push a button, and a few minutes later, your private cloud will be available for you to deploy workloads on. Now, what's also interesting about this is that the actual software, Mirantis OpenStack, that's inside Mirantis OpenStack Express, is the exact same OpenStack software that runs on-prem for our customers. So there's a 100% interoperability between an on-prem deployment of Mirantis OpenStack and an off-prem deployment. So people get to this hybrid cloud that they want 
very naturally with zero interop issues. Okay. Now, do you are you expecting that people will 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 start very you know in a, in a lot of cases start with OpenStack Express, get familiar with the environment, figure out if their applications run there, and in a lot of cases bring those back on premise on a an OpenStack environment, a Mirantis OpenStack environment within their data center, or or do you see more people building a hybrid mix of, you know, what you deliver on demand and what they have on premise? What what are you hearing from people as to how they want to deploy it and consume it? Right, it's a bit early to tell to to see exactly which way customers are going to go. Uh, what we've seen from the initial beta users and adopters of people like General Electric or Liberty Mutual or Alcatel Lucent is that even large companies um, are comfortable launching uh, Mirantz OpenStack Express deployments and then possibly bringing these on-prem on as part of a larger initiative. So we do believe that some people may start on demand and then move on-prem, but we also see the other direction as, as very viable to start on-prem, but then for more bursty workloads and unpredictable um, requirements to have this on-demand capacity, which, by the way, people can place anywhere around the world because we're giving them a lot of choices as to where to place their these uh, these private clouds. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, <clears throat> do you expect at some point, and, and obviously this might be a roadmap thing, but I mean, do you hear customers who say, boy, I like this idea that you guys set this up for me, that you kind of run the backside of it, I'm just consuming resources, do you, are you starting to see demand from people that say, I would like that sort of uh, Mirantis management, but I'd like it on-premise? Essentially, you're doing a, a remote management of that. Do you, do you see that combination uh, come up very often? Yes. In fact, that's absolutely part of our vision to deliver to customers this zero-touch experience, zero-hassle experience of a fully um, automated, self-managed cloud. And doing it on an on-demand basis is the, is the first step, but we do want to extend that on-prem as well, so that if somebody, let's say General Electric, buys a Mirantis OpenStack cloud, it really they, they don't have to spend a lot of operations and support cycle themselves. The cloud manages itself, and all they need to do is replace the hardware. Gotcha, gotcha. No, it's, it's interesting. I think you know one of the biggest problems people are having is you know how do they how do they get those skills up to speed? How do they deal with the operations of it? I think it's a huge opportunity, and I you know I mentioned it to a lot of people is you not only have to be delivering technology, but you've got to be increasing your learning curve as to how to run those things. And it sounds like you guys have figured out how to do both of those at the same time. You're you're delivering technology for people that just want the technology, but you're figuring out kind of operational expertise on the backside uh, on an ongoing basis, which has got to be pretty powerful, you know, long-term. It, it increases your learning curve very, very quickly. Yeah, we believe so. By being deeply engaged in the operations of some of these clouds, we are intimately, we become intimately familiar with what customers need and what the challenges are. And we're using these insights to, to make OpenStack 
better. As you pointed out, we are one of the top contributors in the to the OpenStack project itself, one of the key authors in the current release cycle, Juno. We are we are number three, right up there with folks like Red Hat and HP. And having this very, very deep connection to what customers actually need in operation is tremendously helpful in moving OpenStack in the right direction. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes it makes a ton of sense. And and kind of piggybacking on that, you guys just released sort of a new OpenStack certification. What what were you seeing in demand from the market that that drove you to say, hey, we should try and create a certification maybe above and beyond just training and and, and uh, consulting services? Right. So uh, one point of clarity here. So the the recent certification that we that we brought to market is a more advanced level. Okay. We introduced a first level certification earlier in the year as part of our training program. So the way we look at this is training and education is a essential enabler of OpenStack adoption. We are and we are all about enabling OpenStack adoption. We believe that OpenStack can and will become the Android of the cloud data center. But to get there, you have to educate people. You have to teach people about the technology and how to get value out of it. So we started with a training program, which we built meticulously over the past three years, and now it's pretty large. And at the beginning of the year, on the tail of this training program, we introduced our first level of certification, and now we introduced a more advanced level that's very much about hands-on operations expertise, not just being able to deploy some of these clouds, but also to, to be able to operate OpenStack at scale, to debug it, to tune it, to get very, very deep into the weeds and become very proficient with the technology. And, and the difference between the first level of the certification, the more advanced level, is that in the advanced level, it's very, very hands-on. So it's not just the paper test that you have to pass. You have to get in on the system and and demonstrate your proficiency with real use cases and real problems. Yep, yep. And that and I I'd assume that's a program that you'll once people start to pass that you sort of stand them up as as sort of excellent in the community and and you'll probably see people start to gravitate around those kind of people. You'll see them. I know we've seen that with you know, VMware certifications in the past or Cisco certifications or other, you know, Microsoft certifications. Is that, that the goal is to really identify the best of the best and hope they go out and evangelize for you guys? Correct. And this is why the certifications that we do are not easy to pass. We have reasonably high failure rates, even for the um, entry-level certification. Yeah. And the more advanced certification is going to be even more rigorous. And we, we believe that's the right thing to do so that if people attain it, it actually means something. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, that's a great approach. And I think for, for anybody that's a technologist, they appreciate the companies that aren't just looking to stamp a bunch of paper and find a bunch of resellers. So, um, so that's excellent. Um, so l- last sort of question, because I want to be uh, you know, cognizant of your time. You're running a big company. You guys just opened an office uh, in Paris, in Europe. What are you seeing differently you know, for the opportunities in Europe, whether it's the companies or the type of challenges that you see from European companies that are different than, say, in the U.S. or Asia, where you know, maybe you, you saw some of the earlier OpenStack deployments? 
Right. So a couple of data points on this. So first, we've always had a strong European presence. A lot of our engineering resources are in Europe, in Russia, in Ukraine, and in Poland. And we also have an office in Amsterdam. And we have some huge European customers like Ericsson, for example, Orange in, in Paris, and Pulsant in the UK. Um, and we also have European investors like SAP, for example. Now, um, the additional office that we opened or we announced this week is, is in France, but not in Paris, actually, in Grenoble. Okay. And it's there for a reason. Um, Grenoble is a bit the uh, soft R&D center of Central Europe. It's located in the beautiful French Alps and a lot of global soft companies as well as European leading players have tremendous R&D labs there. And we felt this is an excellent location for us to build an, an additional software development training and support center for Mirantis to serve Central European customers, be close to the customers, but not only to sell, sell our product or services, but very much to also do core technology development. Now, what do we see different in Europe about OpenStack adoption? Um, uh, there are co a couple of data points there. So m m more of the adoption in Europe is around service providers and mobile operators. Hmm. So we, we see enterprises being a little bit behind um, U.S. enterprises or Asian enterprises in, in adopting OpenStack. But the, the operators and the service providers do have very, very ambitious projects there, where it's somebody like Orange or Deutsche Telekom uh, or Telefonica or Pulsant in the UK and Vodafone. A, a lot of the European service providers have initiatives. And we also are starting to see more and more grassroots initiatives for, for contributing to OpenStack. Okay. So we believe that Europe overall is a very fertile ground for adoption of open source technology and for OpenStack in particular. Okay. Yeah, no, and that, and that makes sense. Obviously, the, you know, the mobile space is, is huge. You've got so many large players and so much country thing. One of the big things in the mobile space is obviously, you know, this idea of, of what they call NFV or network functions virtualized, you know, networking in OpenStack is maybe a little behind what some of the other areas are. Do you, do you guys expect to be trying to drive some of that NFV carrier-centric networking uh, back into OpenStack? Are you working with some companies around that space? Yes, we're working with several companies in that space, and NFV is a key use case for OpenStack adoption for mobile operators. Um, in fact, we see it as being a, an even bigger use case than just offering cloud services to their customers. And the reason for that is because mobile operators are preparing their networks, the core mobile networks, to be much more agile and to run of a scale-out commodity infrastructure. Yep. What's happening is that today most of these mobile operators are, work, are running their systems on some form of proprietary appliances where the software and the hardware are glued together in spe special purpose boxes. And that's not very agile. It's also very expensive and also creates a 100% lock-in. 
that's not something that the mobile operators want to live with long term, especially as they see a dramatic increase in requirements for bandwidth and new subscribers. Uh, new subscribers, not, in, not necessarily in terms of additional cell phone subscribers, but all the other devices like wearable devices and devices in the home being connected to the mobile internet. So as these guys are planning there and designing the infrastructure of the future, they want that infrastructure to run on a scale-out architecture, on a cloud architecture, on an open standard, and they want the intelligence to be in software, in virtual machines. So NFV is the central concept to make that happen. And we are working, for example, with people like Ericsson, who are at the forefront of the next generation mobile technology, to make OpenStack much more ready to run those technologies and to strengthen the scalability, reliability, and especially the networking capabilities of OpenStack so that it can meet those requirements. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, no, that'll be an, a, a, a big area for people to watch. I, I have to imagine if you guys are already going down those paths, what will get announced or what people should look forward uh, to it at, at the Juno Summit uh, in, in Paris in, in November, um, definitely an area for people to, to take a look at. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a big space for, for everybody, whether it's, you know, mobile obviously becomes the next device that everybody's using. So, well, very good. Listen, um, I want to, again, I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much for being on tonight. What's, you know, if people maybe hadn't, in, you know, are looking to engage with Mirantis, uh, you know, what are the big areas where people can kind of just get in touch with you guys? Everything driven out of the website? Is there a best way to, to engage with your teams to figure out whether it's training or getting started with OpenStack? Uh, what's, the, what's the best yeah. way to, yeah. Yeah, the website is a great place to start. And you have, in fact, we have a tremendous inbound traffic on the all website. I think uh, this year so far, we had about 170,000 unique visitors. In the past 30 days, we had about... 1,300 companies from around the world download and install Mirantis OpenStack directly from our website. And you can also always also email us directly. I also want to point out to your listeners that anybody around the planet can try out Mirantis OpenStack, download our software for free, install it, and if they want, they can activate free support for 30 days and that they'll get the full benefit of the Mirantis OpenStack expertise free of charge for 30 days. And anyone around the planet can access that today. Very cool. Excellent. Excellent. And I want to, I need to, I need to commend David Fishman who runs your marketing. He sends out a, a fantastic newsletter every week. Um, it's very broad across the industry, keeps everybody kind of updated on what's going on. So uh, you guys are doing a very, very good job on that. So, um, well, listen, thank you so much for being on tonight, folks. As always, if you like the show, please tell a friend. Um, go check out the Mirantis website. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcast.net and all the social media stuff on uh, thecloudcast.net uh, on the web as well. So uh, for Adrian and for Aaron, who will be on next time, thank you very much, folks, and have a great night. Yeah.